0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. He is. Before we bring yeah, Darren in, though, we got to tell you, Darren is a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube. He is a paid subscriber, and we appreciate Darren for that. If you want to be like Darren and be a starters tier member, it's $1.99 a month. But to be on Darren's tier, that's the coach's tier, it's $4.99 a month. You get all the same perks as the starters tier, emojis, everything you can need, plus the overtime videos, member shout-outs, discount codes, and merch, plus you get the text with Jason Lloyd for select Cavs games. He's Tomorrow texting night. With you guys against the 76ers. Tomorrow's night we'll preview that game in a little bit. It's super cool. You'll become a smarter basketball fan. And hopefully you could be as happy as Darren Smith was after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl on Sunday. What's up, Darren? Welcome back. What's
2: going on, gentlemen? Thank you so very much for having me today.
3: How was that? Take us through Sunday, the celebration, everything. Were you standing anywhere near the commissioner when he hugged um, Chris Jones?
2: Because Chris that's <laughs> no. quite the controversy today. No, actually, what's interesting is um, so I was in the working press, but of course, being radio, you don't technically have uh, field access immediately following the game. Well, somehow, somewhere, I got swarmed into, you know, <laughs> everybody moving onto the field. So you know, I hit the live button. I'm going on the field. You know, <laughs> bringing people in and. Uh, one of the Chiefs people were like, Derek, you're not supposed to be down there. I was like, they moved down there. You're not supposed to be down there. I am like, well, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and so, and so, that's a better so, move right there. I don't know yeah, how I got so, here, but I'm not leaving. Right, right. So, But, no, I did not see that. I did see highlights of it, and I guess the comments that he made to Chris Jones probably going viral about him, you know, not caring how, you know, how he hits a quarterback. I'm like, damn, that's, you really going to put that on the record? So I couldn't believe he yeah. said that.
3: I really couldn't because it yeah. was a moment of weakness out of the commissioner. But um, th- th- there's going to be some fallout from that, I would think. I don't well, care how you hit kingdom. the quarterback. <laughs> <It's>
4: not. <laughs> yeah, Not from <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom. <laughs> they're, they're, they're perfectly fine. Sure they the commissioner are. Today. The other 31 yeah. aren't. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you there. Do we have do we have Darren's suit lineup? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yes. Do oh, uh, we have Darren's
1: suit lineup? Darren, I'm not sure if this is Monday through Friday. But this is, yeah, uh, let's I say, let Tag you know. Board 1 here. And you can walk us through each suit, Darren. Sure. This is you with Steve Largent. Oh, Fred.
2: That was Thursday. That was Thursday. You want to give us a little. That was Thursday. Little style oh, well, no, I mean, yeah. this, How did you? I, I mean
5: did you go with I see you got the little Drake chain on right there. You got the little Drake joint. You know what I'm saying? Like the 12 centimeter joint. How did you go with the OVO neck, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 you know, the
2: neck warmer plus the chain. I like that well yeah well you know the t- well here's this crazy thing so Tuesday night is the media night that they have us uh, you know that they have us um you know that they have for the media to go out and celebrate and you know just network and stuff so it was cold at night so you know I didn't realize how cold Arizona is at night so fortunately I brought a couple of you know a couple of outfits like that to had the you know had the turtleneck thing going and so uh really as I mentioned before last week um, you know what I do is, you know, suits that I wear once throughout the year, you know, each week or whatever outfits that I wear, I redo it once, you know, during, you know, during the Super Bowl week, so I can, you know, kind of redo it or whatever. And those are really only only couple of times I, I wear the outfit. So. Now
0: that's that's. It, 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 to me, it was just one of.
2: Oh well, thank you, thank strong you. I mean, it's half. just one of the things where I just really just, you know, talk. What looks the best, I guess.
1: If Steve, that's
3: a Steve Largent looks great too, by the way. Like we that. got some more here. Steve Largent oh, well, is such sure a nice guy. Give too. Me a yeah, I've heard that about him. I've never met him, but I've heard he's wonderful. All, All right, right, let's take the next one,
1: Steve. This one, you started a little beef with Ryan Clark on, but I do like the green
2: <laughs> on green combo. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was now that I, I think that picture was in Las Vegas, but I wore that suit Sunday. Uh, you know, a day after I got in from uh, from uh, a day after I got into Phoenix. So. Did Ryan did Ryan show up at at Radio Row? I'm guessing he didn't. No, he didn't. He no, didn't. He didn't. Come on, Ryan. Now, You're now, we did have some back and forth on Sunday that, you know, kinda of went kind of went left or whatever. I had some people from the internet from like, man, what's up with you and Ryan Clark? I said, Man, I'm good on this end, but he got a little offended. I didn't care. But, you know. what was what he, did he get offended with? by? I, what happened. Well, no, 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 So okay, so 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 Ryan had made the comment, you know, that I was addressing, um, talking about uh he, you know, you know, who, I, I'm going to be the best dressed guy down there. I got my, you got my four suits lined out. Oh, so that's I what see. I was like. All right. I was like, okay, well, we'll see. Just come on radio Row, Then we'll have a little dress off or whatever this week. And so knowing, knowing Sunday, my Super Bowl suit, I was like, all right, so I I tagged him. I said, Hey, I got you know, I said, shout out to my tailor, got me, you know, game day fit, got me game day ready, Ryan Clark. I'm gonna be the best dressed media person, you know. And so he, his his retort was, Oh, bro, I don't know what did you got against me. I'm the only one that you that, that you you know refer to. I'm like, well, you're the only one that was talking that talk. I mean, everybody else, Jared, <laughs> How would look, get offended by that. I, I don't it's know, look, look, it, it, it's a friendly thing, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and, and like Jared Bell. Look, Jared Bell Saturday night, we were – the NABJ were kind of – he's introducing me to everybody like, hey, this is the best-dressed guy in sports media between he, he between he and Steve Walsh of the NFL Network. This is Darren Smith. And I was like, well, damn, okay, that's high praise because, you know, Steve has – you know, Steve has giving me my credit as well. So, I mean yeah. – Come on, man. You can't get it. We're just take hey, it around with it.
5: Come on, Ryan Clark. I mean, you can't get emotional, bro. We don't get emotional yeah. out here. It's friendly competition. No, you, ask for, you ask for the smoke. You, my man Darren, <laughs> my, man, my man Darren can't say so, but I can. I'm a nobody. I'm on
1: the Ultimate Kingdom Sports Show. You got that smoke? Come on now. We got you're we emotional. got three more suits to run through, Dad. Right. This is the one you oh, wore wow. last okay. Tuesday on the show. Oh, that it's still was fresh. Ma- still my favorite of the week, and it looks even oh, yeah. better in 4K in a picture. So that one's fire. Like,
5: listen, I don't like the fact that you're out here doing prom pictures now, bro. Damn, men's warehouse. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First,
2: hold on, first of all, I, I I can't allow you to give men's wearers credit because it's not. It's Todd's clothing and the tailor suits out of Kansas City. You men's wearhouse wishes God, they had that kind of taste. I was, right. like,
4: wait, whose husband, wife is that? No, no, no. That,
3: no
2: that's, that's, that's that's Clarkson's daughter. Daughter, Clarkson's daughter. Yeah, daughter. Oh, She's
3: the one yeah. that posts all the, the bikini pictures on right, right. Instagram.
2: Oh man.
5: Not
3: I just heard from friends that I know. I got a trouble
2: with the sisters, but Rihanna wasn't available. <laughs> Allegedly hey
3: how about how, how about our boy uh, Michael Strahan fanning out over Rihanna
2: at, at, at the Super Bowl sh- halftime show I mean who who wouldn't be? You know, I found <laughs> out in front yeah. of her when she, you know, when she met with the media. I was like, okay, I can see what the fuss is. And so she lost one point four billion. I can see why my brother would, you know, want to shoot his shot. Yeah, he, he took his things, shot. You know, <laughs> she, hey, hey wait, wait, oh, let me dude. find out if there's some
1: footage. You <laughs> Rihanna, 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 I love you. I love you, honey. we. All no. right, so we're gonna save, we're gonna save the last last suit for when Aditi gets here because okay. it involves Aditi. And we're gonna do a little crossover, Darren. But this was his Super Bowl fit. This was the Sunday fit at the game. He called the shot. He said, "Ultimately, the Sports Show. When am I coming back on?" And when you wear a suit like this and you win, Steve, take it. You deserve the right to come back on. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got the That's long sharp. hem
3: pant going. I
2: see it. Oh yeah. I hey, see is,
0: it.
3: You know
5: what? I'm. You know what? I'm. I don't do. He's my friend. I, I like to call him a colleague. He's a big homie. But I. I'd be jealous a little bit like I got a hoodie on. You know what? Somebody better give me a deal. I'm going to start, listen, I, every, I'm going to start doing game days here in Cleveland. All the Cleveland sports <laughs> show on Friday, G. Bush going to come in suits. Stop playing around with me. I'm going to mess the whole decor up. They're going to be like, listen, I thought we talked about this. Well, Darren,
3: see, now that's your calling card, bro. So you, you've you got to do that every time now, right?
2: No, it's true. And look, I, I'm not trying to be funny. Um, You know, when I first started, when I started covering back the Chiefs again, I was wearing polos trying to build my brand up, you know, with the name of my show, The Ship or whatever, Darren Smith. And so um, it was, I think, Bob Kendrick, the Negro League executive director here in Kansas City, you know, introduced me to a guy uh, uh, over at Michael's. The the name of the men's uh, store is Michael's. And he he used to style Ric Flair and a few other people that came through this. So the guy gave me a suit. Uh, the Chiefs, the, the year they won the Super Bowl, I think game three, we were in Detroit. And so I'm down on the field doing my pregame show with my coach, and a guy that's in his Facebook his Facebook sports group was like, you know, hey, I'm a part of this group with you. He said, man, I have my own, you know, I, mean, I got my own clothing store. I like the stallions. His name is Todd White. I, you know, so I go there, you know, following the game, and he takes my measurements and, you know, come back on Friday, gives me a suit. So I'm like, okay, what do I do when I return? And I, you know, clean up it's yours. Like, huh? He said, yeah, it's yours. He said, I want to sell you every week. I'm like, oh, well, keep them. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, you know, that, that, that hits a little differently. Now, a little sponsorship hits a little differently. So yeah, too. between $600 a to $2,000 a week. Yeah, you know, $600 to dollars a week for a suit. Yeah. And I ain't got to pay for it. Oh, man, I'm good. And this is, what, four years strong now? So like I said, I got, man, I got suits just sitting all, all, on this, uh, all on this couch over I, here. I got yeah, to to find hangers for Darren, I bet it's been mutually rewarding for him, too. Cause he's
3: getting oh, yeah. a
2: lot of oh. a lot of free run out of this well that that you know he, he does suit some of the chiefs players I know uh, going into the Super Bowl he had a suit for Eric Benemy, Greg Lewis, and a few other uh, players on the team as well so so they know I mean you know they 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 know who I you know who, who I rep and everything and so people come in and talk about it all the time and online everybody you know compliments and stuff like that so yeah I'm a free walking billboard.
1: <laughs> me too, well, for the record. If anyone exactly wants to free, sponsor but, yeah. me and G. Bush or anyone else in the show, we will wear free swag. You should have a McDonald's NIL. I, don't I know should have McDonald's don't. NIL. I, Dan, I, I, do have a, I do have a question we have to ask. We, meant we almost got it this last time you were on. We had to run.
6: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Browns need a
1: receiver, whether it be the draft or afraid Yeah. What are your thoughts on McCall Hartman here?
2: Look, I, I uh, I think the way it's looking for Kansas City, you guys got more... Um, I think John Ross used to play used to play with the Bengals is on a futures deal. In the course so of the Chiefs also got the kid that they uh, signed sucks. as a rookie free agent out of Clemson. So you know they're they're going to be loaded at wide receiver. And so I could see a scenario where yes, <laughs> you would get McCall Harmon. And I think he would work well. He, somebody could take somebody off the top. But I also think because I do follow Cleveland uh, because of Deshaun Watson being there because of G. Bush over there that if, if, if somehow you can get uh, get DeAndre Hopkins out there, I mean, you know, look, relationships matter. And, and he's someone as a wide receiver that, you know, has a good relationship with, with uh, you know, with Deshaun Watson that I think, you put him alongside Amari Cooper and you maybe you get um maybe you give McCall Hardman as well. I think offensively you all would be second to none. Yeah. But second I mean, to the Chiefs. But Darren, McCall, I mean, <laughs> McCall
4: Hardman is at best the third receiver, right? Like he ain't solving your starting receiver problem. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. I no I, I agree with you a thousand yeah. percent, but I'm saying but 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 it gives you an additional see what you want you want options. Mahomes sure. has options. And and so I'm saying so that that's what he gives you. I'm not saying yeah. he's gonna be your number one, he's gonna be your Tyreek, but you do it you still you still have to respect the speed and what do yeah. you do for you? Well, that's the key. You need different kinds of receivers. Of course. So, so like, you've got
3: Amari as the route runner. You need a guy that's going to stretch right. defenses and yeah, I could I mean, be that guy. Nicole
4: Harden, what's he had? 300 yards at most in a season playing with the best quarterback. Because there's football? so many other options in that. Are all- there? Uh, They're not. Chiefs had, yeah, had a, a little bit more than that. Well,
2: Kelsey's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, I mean, he's had he's had more than 300 yards. I mean, this season I know he was injured some, but yeah. you got to remember. Look, I mean, MVS, you know, I mean, we we <laughs> I like that, Jason. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> the, the fact that he was, um, the fact that yeah, MVS yeah, I mean, was was a key player, you know, yeah. in the in the championship game, but didn't do anything in the Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, that's you know, that's again the greatness of Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy with their play calling, and Patrick Mahomes being able to spread the ball around. I'm taking him. Listen, we can't am fine. With, I'm yeah. fine. I'm
4: just saying. He's, I, and I know Darren agrees. He's not like, well, we're saying they need another top receiver. Well, it's not McCall Hardman. No, but he's but, a guy in the mix. He kind of paired him with Hopkins, saying that if you get Hopkins here too. I, I don't know, Darren, about Hopkins, man. He's in his 30s. He's, I I know. I get what you're saying about the connection. Better than I, Anthony Schwartz. I, I'd almost rather – I mean, anybody's better than Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> That's not a reason to, you don't have to pay the Anthony Schwartz $20 million or whatever it is. Right. DeAndre Hopkins has missed a lot of time, the steroids this past year. He's had injuries. He's old. If you're going to go like, like Deshaun Watson chemistry route, I'd almost rather go Brandon Cooks at this point. Well, I,
5: would I too. Uh, yeah, um, no, I, again, you I mean,
2: look, you, to, to me, honestly, you can't go wrong either way. I, I just know, as you as you all were saying, as I was listening before we came on, yeah. you know, if Deshaun Watson is in that lab with um, uh, with Stefanski, hopefully he's seeing, you know, he's seeing the landscape that's out here. And look, obviously, people want to play with a good quarterback. You want to play with a winning franchise so to speak. But if Deshaun Watson is to be that guy, which I expect him to be the Deshaun Watson of Houston. I think the offseason and, and what he has what he has around him, I think he'll do better than he did this past, you know, these last six games. But you've got to have the talent around. I mean, look, sitting no from no. thirty thousand feet, seeing seeing what the Chiefs have had, I mean it's 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 incredible. And it goes from Clark Hunt down to Brett Veach down to Andy. I mean all that plays a significant role. So hopefully, you know, like the Chiefs have been able to do in the draft this year, they got a, they, they got eleven picks this season coming up. I mean, th- in this year's draft in a couple of months, hopefully you all can you know hit them hit on some key players that can contribute right away. That's the success for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs because you got Patrick on that new deal on that new five hundred million dollar deal, but they you know but, but I mean but their draft picks are contributing early, and I mean and you're paying you know a low price for them, and so that that's and like that think I think Mahomes only count is next year only like 17% against the cap. So you've yeah. got I mean so you got a lot of stuff that you can that you can utilize and really when you look at the strength of how this team played this year, where is the real weakness going in the next season that yeah. you think that you feel like you need to
4: cut? No, there's not there's obviously no obvious weakness and if there is a slight one, Mahomes makes up for it. I mean it's remarkable how well he played and how well they played, even though he wasn't 100%. Darren Eric Bieniemy again, is not getting hired. The Cardinals are the only team still looking for a coach, and he's not going to be the guy there. That that works nicely for Kansas City. Sucks for him. Uh, I'm curious. Like, there's been this thought that maybe he's just going to stay there and eventually Andy Reid's going to retire and he's going to take over. Uh, I, I mean, I just Andy Reid. You know, people were speculating he might retire. Clearly, he's not. I mean, is there any thought of that at all,
2: or like, do you think Andy Reid's going to coach another five years or whatever? Andy's coached another five, ten years. It look, as long as long as he's, he feels young around around this team, he's not going anywhere. And honestly, I was someone that that felt that you know, if Andy stepped down, Eric Bintimy perhaps goes right in there. But I, I'm of the mindset that he might not get it. And look, the fact that the Colts. Uh, you know, hired the office coordinator of the losing team versus, you know, the guy who, who, who's won two Super Bowls and just beat the guy that, you know, that you hired. I, you know, I, I think it says more about the league than it does be enemy. So that's, I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. well, it does. Yeah. It's something that we've talked about
3: how they get, how they fix this, how they make it better. Um, I, I, I don't know if you watch the state of the league. You were probably there, the state of the league news conference. Um, I thought it was interesting. Jim Trotter, who uh, I worked with for a number of years at ESPN. One thing I love about Jim is he is not bashful. I mean, he's got the logo on his paycheck. And he kind of went after the commissioner during that news conference on a couple different areas, not just the coaching and the GM side, but also on the media side. He brought up the point, point I wasn't aware of this, there isn't a single African-American on the news desk at the NFL Network. And I, I did not know that. And the commissioner kind of blew him off and said, well, because Jim said, I asked you this question last year, and you said you're going to do better, and there's, no, there's been no progress. Mm. And mm. he said, well, you know, I don't really keep track of the media side, which is garbage. He does. But let me, yeah. I'm going to look into it, and I'll get back to you. I love Jim coming after him with both barrels in that case. And you know, it's kind of a, a risky move because that's his boss at the end of the day.
2: Jay, I'm gonna tell you something. I interviewed Jim. I mean, Jim came over because we're friends. He, he came over uh, and spoke to me on radio, and I thought I might have had it on, on uh, on my on my on my uh, Twitter page, but I may have to send it to Mikey so he can take a look. But I asked him that exact question. That's exactly how we started off with. Because you know, a lot of people be like, "Man, you're risking your job." He doesn't care. No, and so, he'll get another. You no, know, those questions He's have great. to be. Yeah. yeah. He's great, yeah. I mean, those questions – like, I got a chance as a commissioner about the enemy and the hiring, uh, the lack of hiring of minorities two years ago during the COVID era uh, when we had the uh, – uh, you know, when we were in Tampa. So I got a chance to ask him that question, and we see, you know, we're still in the situation now. Uh, because, look, nobody's talking about the fact that uh, Kellen Moore got fired, you know, let go from Dallas and got hired the very next day with the uh, uh, Los Angeles Charters. Now, you know, damn the Rooney rule, but, we, you know, those are That's little things like that that, right. you know – doesn't, That's crazy. That Doesn't get picked up about. So, yeah, so yeah, no, Jim. Jim's a great guy, I man, and he's, you know, I mean, and if you if you find it because I know somebody posted it when you when he talked about how he asked that question last year, somebody had the press conference from last year in Los Angeles and and, and replayed that exact exact question and then morphed back over into uh, his question to the commissioner on last week, and so. You know, the more things change, the more they say the same. And unfortunately, you know, things are things are the same. There and look, he's he's upset about it because you know every he says. I guess he asked the questions that a lot of people want to ask, but you know, like he I'm said, bills got to gotta be paid and the yeah, bills got to be paid. Darren, let's Take face away. it; it's hard to cut you off. The commissioner and no, the league good. don't care. They
4: don't care. Yeah. They they create the Rooney Rule and they talk about it to pretend they care. They don't exactly. really care. I'm not saying they're all outright racist. I'm not saying that, but they don't really care. They don't. They don't. It's obvious because more could be done, oh, and they're not interested in it. No, I agree. I, I get arguments from you on that because o- I feel the same way. The only thing that's going to make a change is to have diversity in ownership. That's the only yeah, way to think. You know,
2: that is- I mean the, that that but you also have to have 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 owners that that feel like, look, I for 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 whatever good, bad, or different about Clark Hunt, you know, he's hired a couple of African American head coaches. You know what I mean? And he look, he he gave he gave um uh a guy from from New England that was a Houston Texan. Uh, come on, help yeah, me out, guy, what the name's uh, uh the defensive coordinator the defensive coordinator. The well, he, I know he, no, 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 oh. no, no, he, no, he he, was, he he was a DC in new England, uh, during Tom Brady's first three championships and then got a head coach. He was the head coach. of uh, Romeo Cornell oh, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying he gave Romeo Cornell he gave, um, her a job. So, I mean, I can't, you know, so I, I know that he's willing to give, I know our particular owners willing to give, uh, minorities a chance to be, it goes cause he's done it before. So, you know, But again, if Andy, if I'm Andy Reid, as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, you know, ego is involved. Yeah. You didn't get a chance to complete the mission in Tampa two years ago to run it back. Now you're going to try to run it back and try to win a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. But hell, let's say they do that. You know Andy Reid's going to want to be the first coach to win three in a row in the Super Bowl era. Why would you leave? I yeah, mean, you got Patrick true. Mahomes. I mean, as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, you got a chance to keep winning. Why leave? Yeah, fair I, point. I, 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 yeah, I I like what you, exactly what you said. We're Let's bring it. We got
5: yeah,
4: Aditi ran into DD. you guys got together at uh, Radio Row there, right? Aditi, did you guys know each we other know, before we that? Did you, I mean,
7: not get no, we've never met before. Okay, and you know what's so funny about this is that Darren actually said, "Are you Aditi?" He said, "Wait a minute, excuse me. I guess don't look the same in person." I don't know. Well, don't I the same in person?
2: Here's, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Because I'm ready. To, I'm ready to leave for the day uh, after being on Radio Row, and I just hear a name at the at the blue, like Adina. I'm like, hold on a second, I know that name. I'm like, and so I look at. I was like, and I asked. Her, I said, "Are you Adina?" Yeah. I said, "Ultimately, oh, Fosher, right?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Hey, you were just on it yesterday." So what are you doing here? I said, "I was just on it two days ago." I like, yes, <laughs> Nice to meet you. I'm like, I'm a big fan of your work, so that's how. That's Guys, like, that's, said, how big, that's how big, and that's
7: how big time. You. That's how big time you are. He didn't say, "Hey, are you a DD from the Wall Street Journal? Hey, are you a DD from CBS? Hey, are you a DD from the NFL Network?" He said, "Are you a DD right. from the Ultimate Cleveland <laughs> Sports Show?" Yeah, baby. Did, I said,
2: "Hey, I told, hey, I told him, I am a paid subscriber." You know, I, you know, even my sister was like, "Hold on, you pay for their content?" I said, "Yes." She said, "Why? I said, cuz they do good work." I'm like, "You know, why not?" So, well,
4: we appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's
2: true. Very, very, very
4: true. What did you think? Aditi, what did you think of his suit that day? What (laughs) would you grade his suit? Oh, Lord.
7: Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember. Throw me the the picture again, please. Oh, sweet. And look at that tie. You know what? (laughs) All I noticed that day was a smile. Like, it was just such a big (laughs) smile, I never got anywhere further than the smile. And, Darren, I'm sorry if that was, like, a custom, highly expensive suit and I was supposed to notice it in the moment. (laughs) Oh, it's it's quite all right. (laughs) Hey,
3: no, listen, if Didi notices your smile, nothing else matters. That is the most important thing. Thank you, That's Absolutely.
2: Thank you. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it big, big, big fan thing. of her, big fan of you all. I mean, I, all right. I love the show. Literally, when I get through with this interview, I'm going right back to watching the rest of the show. So. All right. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> love you to Darren, hear Darren, you Darren. Great catching up. Thanks, so Darren. I guess we
7: can not talk about it. Thank them. you so much. Is, is that how that goes? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can't tell you the truth of what I thought of our meeting? He's like, I got to sure. go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 well, no. Tell I,
3: us. You know. Know. Yeah, tell us. I mean, go ahead, Aditi.
7: <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm joking, guys. We will keep you on. Don't play with us.
3: The tape's always rolling. We need all the kind of clicks. And I'll, I'll I'll um I'll buffer between you and Ryan Clark. I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: send him a text and let him know that. Don't, don't don't start throwing shade at my man Darren. <laughs> I'll just, fix yes, this, yes, <laughs> and and here's the thing: I sent Ryan a picture on Twitter, of course, but he doesn't have an uh, uh, inbox. But I did send a picture of that. when I met him. It was it was my first time on Radio Row in Houston. Um, we were media night, so yeah, that, that was where I met uh, uh, Simone Biles and everything. And me and Ryan just took a took a you know took a picture. I mean, he don't know me from the man the moon, but yeah, he's yeah, a great so guy. It's all love. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's me. nothing personal. All right, Darren, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so very much, thanks, Darren. Nice. Meeting you again, Aditi.
7: <laughs> Bye. Aditi, run it back
1: next year. Thoughts on the Super Bowl? Yeah. What, what's what was your takeaway? Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. wait, else? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, Before wait. Didi I'm going to start Super with Bowl. a story. Yeah, Aditi, I okay, so, story. So
7: I'll start with the story because I have beef to pick with all all of you people. Uh-oh, you uh-oh, people. Uh-oh. What Not me. Okay. I'm
0: sorry, the guy called
7: Yeah, no, Mikey's from Jersey, so it's not him. I mean, it's not Whoa, really... You a, it's you the up
4: there, Jason. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Turn it back down, please. I've done that before.
0: Yeah,
7: yeah. Is it All right. Yeah. So, uh, I was in Arizona. I had the privilege of flying home late Saturday night so that on Sunday I could throw a Super Bowl party. Uh-huh. And because I'm the most amazing mommy in the world, I come home with a whole variety of Super Bowl hats, right? Like, nice. these are the... Everyth- I mean, I've got every single version for both teams. So, we start... Super Bowl Sunday, and I say to the kids, okay, call your shot now, pick your team. So my son, early in the morning, picks that he's gonna go with this team. Okay, awesome, great job. My daughter says, where's my Browns hat? Where's my Browns hat? (laughs) And Nico wants to explain to her, the Browns are not in the game today. She has a freaking meltdown until she gets her Browns hat. Photo please, Mikey.
5: Wow! Wow! <laughs> oh, let's,
7: oh
0: go. My goodness.
5: let's
1: go!
7: What do you people? What do you people do with your brainwashing? What yeah. do you <laughs> put in the water in that it, city? Like it's the why? Kool-Aid.
1: Yeah, it's the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Oh, could she be any cuter, Didi? She oh, drank that Kool-Aid.
3: Kool-Aid.
0: It's over. Oh. And she, and I, she just tackled
5: your son. Did yeah,
1: Didi, we got to work on your son's toughness here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him to do? Hit his I, sister? I
7: mean, I, I think he's being nice. Like, I think he's been yelled at so much by mommy about not, you know, like, being too rough with his little sister. But, of course, the kid was born in Cleveland. The little girl was born in Cleveland. So, therefore, she must have some edge to her. I just, I don't understand what it is about Cleveland and the water in Cleveland that once you commit, you commit. And that is that.
4: Well, it's yeah. changed now. The water's now poisoned from the train derailment. So. Yeah, so
3: hopefully that will wash out any of our Browns. Yeah, Because well. we are, you're right, it's it <laughs> it, It's really interesting. Like, it, the Redskins, or the, now the Commanders, yeah. they've sucked here for, for not nearly as long as the Browns have. But it's funny, I have friends that are lifelong Washington fans, and they're not as caught up in all this now. They're like, yeah, they're easy to yeah. turn off because Dan Snyder's a jerk. And I'm like, yeah, but... Our team is too, and we can't turn it off. No. And Washington, I (laughs) was—I always thought they had the greatest fans ever. Their waiting list, once upon a time, was like eighty thousand long. Jeez. And and but in Washington they can turn it off, but here we're hypnotized. It is like we're hypnotized. We're all in a trance. Can't do nothing with it.
7: That I mean, and that's exactly what my point is. Like, and I'm not—I'm not breeding any of this. Like, I'm not sitting here (laughs) saying you have to be this, you need to do this. I'm just a passive observer. Well, she was born here, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly.
3: So, So like, that's that's
7: one of the first things she learned. I was born in Cleveland. I'm a Browns fan. Period. Bless her heart. That
4: poor thing. How how bitter (laughs) is your husband about this, by the way?
7: Well, haven't you talked to him about this? Like he—he's devastated. Yeah, He's no, heartbroken. Like yeah. Poor man sat on the Steelers season ticket wait list for 21 years oh just to gosh. be able to get into Steelers games, and he's got a Bills fan and a Browns fan. I wow. mean,
3: Oh, that poor guy. Well, Aditi, well, my granddaughter. I
7: don't think it's funny my, my daughter went
3: and married a Steelers fan. Um, so go figure that. Oh, out. Oh, that's, that's, and a so, fail, that's a failure. That's a failure on your part. It is a bad <laughs> job by me. But here's the thing. Here's the
7: thing. But so you know who I met? Oh. I, well, no, really quickly, Jay. So on my flight out to Arizona, I met the Cleveland Browns fan of the year. You know, this year they named a fan of the yes, year for yeah. every single club, and they flew them out. So right. I met the fan of the year. Tim, he is the most classy, wonderful gentleman that you could meet. A condition of his marriage to his <laughs> brilliant, beautiful wife, Kim, was that she converted from Steelers fandom to Browns fandom. Wow. He would Do you not have to take for that? Wow. Yeah, the, there's a course. To the Browns. yeah it's like becoming catholic converting from (laughs) Judaism or catholicism or something like that this is a bigger deal well i told my
3: son-in-law when he asked permission to marry my daughter i said that's good but we're gonna have to come to some sort of an agreement about (laughs) how you and my daughter are gonna raise my grandchildren (laughs) because (laughs) i can i can have family because my sister also married a steelers fan so I can have family that's married in that's that are that are Steelers fans, but I don't know how I would interact with blood family if mm. they ever rooted for, for Pittsburgh. So after the first year of her life, when they made the playoffs, I said, Joe, this is a good thing. The Browns are turning the corner. The Steelers have been at the top end of the talent cycle forever. So it's their turn to stink. So we're going to raise her a Steeler, a, a Browns fan. But after the last two years. They both. Stay. I don't know that I want to do that to. <laughs> I really don't. So now
7: I, I might it just. It builds
4: character us. to root for a bad team. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Jay, I have some, I have no, you know you what? I, I, I it really does, and I think it teaches you perspective in a lot of ways. And yes. I'll be honest, when I was growing up, in I, I hate saying this because it totally ages me, but when I was in elementary school in the 1980s, in the late eighties, the Mets were amazing. And the Yankees were the ones that sucked. And everybody I went to school with was a Mets fan. They loved Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden and Greg Jeffries and all that. Right. Yeah. And the the Yankees were, who were the Yankees? The Yankees were Don Mattingly and nobody. I didn't. Ricky Henderson. But I think that that, yeah, that made me appreciate when the winning finally happened. Yeah, it gave you, me get, good you,
4: you haven't really suffered as a Yankee fan. Stop it. Come on now.
7: Not, <laughs> the
4: Yankees were. That's the, like Yankees, the last
7: 20 years of my life, not before that. Aditi. And now I don't do care. Like the last since 20 the, years, who cares?
4: Since the it's 50s, the Yankees have been life. bad like formative. for eight years. I mean, you know, come on. There's, there's no suffering there. Speaking of the Yankees, did well, you guys I see
7: it? The, the formative uh, years, I think it's your early years that really yeah. form you, right? So, like. Everybody thinks it's, oh, yeah, sure, my son is a Fairweather fan because he loves the Bills. But you know what? When he decided he loved the Bills, he was two years old. Right. And they were of <laughs> yeah but the Yankees... when they drafted Josh Allen and Jermaine Edmonds. Being,
4: a, be, being a Yankee fan during those, like, four bad years, it's not like being a Browns fan or a Cubs fan where you suffered your entire life until sure. you finally hope they I have that. some success. And by the way, my, wife, my sister – and my, when my mother got remarried when I was an adult, both married Yankee fans, but they would both root for the Cubs if the Cubs played the Yankees in the World Series. Well, then they're not Yankee fans. Really? No, yeah. no, no. Their husbands are Yankee. I'm saying my sister and my mother would still root for the Cubs. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying the men they God, married God, no, they would no, well, suddenly switch. Have, no. I
5: mean, I'm you here. shouldn't
7: have to give up your allegiance. But, Jay, Jay this is actually interesting. As you're watching the Chiefs and the Eagles on Sunday. Yeah. How far away do you feel the Browns are? <laughs> like when you look at what those two teams did offensively, yeah. Do you feel like?
3: Well, well, you're close. We we were discussing this uh, while we were all watching it. Uh, I don't think we're close. I I think I think we're further away than we are close, if that makes sense. So if there's a bottom and they're the top, I think we're closer to the bottom than we are to
4: the sure. top. And, I, I, and again, that's you know, true as of today. I would agree with you. Right. It's going to all come down to. I hate to be a broken record, but what does Deshaun Watson look like next year? Because if Deshaun Watson is anywhere close to the player he was for the past six games, the Browns are screwed for the next bunch of years. They will be mediocre at best for a long time and have no options. If he's back to being the player he was in Houston, then I think they'll be closer to the top than to the bottom. However, you have five teams right now in Philly, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, San Francisco and Cincinnati that are clearly in in a class on top that everybody else is trying to to make headway on and it's not just one team it's five and and i would argue that maybe even San Francisco's not on that list until we know for sure about their quarterback Okay. but Yes,
7: that's what I, that's what I'm seizing on. The yeah. four teams have absolutely elite quarterbacks who raise the level of everybody around them. But that fifth, San Francisco, you're saying that because of the way the entire club is constructed.
4: Yeah, but I think so, they're fifth out of five. I, but. I've
7: already said this too. I'm on the record saying this, that Deshaun Watson needs to be a top five quarterback for what the Browns gave up for him and the yes. amount of money that they are no paying question. him. He needs to be in that Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts category if we're putting Jalen Hurts in there he better be up there but when you look at the rest of the team when you look at tight end play Dallas Goddard and Travis Kelsey when you look at those two offensive lines what the Kansas City's rebuilt offensive line and what that Eagles line is when you look at the running backs when you look at the receivers when you're looking at Smith and A.J. Brown when you're looking I mean the Chiefs didn't have as much sizzle but still, those guys caught the ball and did what they needed to do. When you look at yeah. the rest of the roster, what are you thinking? I mean, Close uh, or I'm, still not close?
4: I, I don't know. Well, I mean, last yeah. year, everybody said they were close. They were close. They had so more talent. So and then I've been saying they. I think we overrated their talent. And everybody disagreed with me. But I, uh, listen, the Browns are better at running back than both of those teams. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think David Njoku is – Not really far behind Dallas Goddard personally. He's obviously far behind Travis Kelsey, but so is every other tight end besides maybe Andrews and Kittle when they're healthy. Uh, Offensive line, I mean, the Browns, I I don't think the Browns offensive line is really that far behind those teams. The Browns two years ago had the number one graded offensive line in the league, and they had some injuries this year. We'll see where they are. So, I I mean, I think wide receiver, uh, they're off from Philly, but... Amari Cooper's better than any of the wide receivers on, on Kansas City, right? I mean, who's better? J- Juju smith I mean, I, I, yeah, I
7: give you so that one. So, I don't one.
4: think they're sure? that far behind. The question is, is Deshaun Watson that far behind? If he is, there's no chance. The play calling, Coaching. Right? We coaching. have not mentioned coaching. Coaching. Andy, these coaches coach their tail off. Andy Reid coaches his yeah. tail off with well, no receivers. you know what? We'll see. The Eagles coach has done it for one year. we got to see it more than one year.
3: Yeah, but specifically Kevin the Chiefs. Stef- everybody's behind. Kevin Andy Stefanski
4: Williams. won Rookie of the. Uh, Kevin Stefanski was Coach of the Year his first year. We all thought he was a genius. So we might. And Nick Sirianni could be fired in four years. So we, you know, who knows. We can see
7: that. But, but... I say, but to G's point, you see the yeah. creativity. And in Pittsburgh, that was kind of trending. So on Super Bowl Sunday, Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, is trending. And you're like, why? It's because every Steelers fan is saying, watch what Kansas City is doing on offense. Watch what the Eagles are doing on offense. And it's almost like, take out the puzzle pieces. Like, who cares who's running it? But just watch what they're doing. That's what we said. And they're, the Steelers doesn't do anything fi- even remotely like the, that. In
4: fairness, I hate to defend the Steelers, and I don't think Matt Cannon is a very good offensive coordinator. But those teams, have Patrick, Mahomes, but those teams have Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. The Steelers had Mitch Trubisky, who most of the national media – I might have gotten it wrong that the Steelers were under 500, but I said Trubisky was a joke and a bad hire and everybody said, "Oh, he, he learned under the Bills. He's going to be great." He sucked. He was the same trash he was when he was in Chicago, and you had no quarterback. So that's not a it's not an apples to apples comparison. You can run routes. Uh. You can run the routes without
5: having the quarterback. If they were running all kind of creativity and the quarterback just couldn't get him the ball,
4: fine. But we don't see anything right. like this from these other guys. We no. just don't see. It. Can't point Correct. to two plays. Obviously, Correct. Andy Reid is a better offensive mind than any of these other coaches. I get it, but the quarterback does matter. It's a huge difference. More important than the coach. There's nothing more important than the quarterback. And those Steelers didn't have a quarterback and the Browns didn't either. Now, we expected Watson to be a quarterback. He wasn't. He was terrible. And hopefully he won't be next year. But if he's terrible, no matter how creative the play calling is, the Browns still won't be that good offensively.
0: And, and sort of to that point, Aditi, Garrett, we were watching the game together. Jay, Jay Garrett, and I were watching the Super Bowl together. And, thanks. And Garrett at, uh, and Mike yeah, and, Mike yeah, yeah, and Steve, director <laughs> Steve. Yeah, <you>
7: go. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't invited. Thanks. As soon as, as, soon as Wait, I, I started. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold yes,
1: on. you were, Aditi. Yes, Don't you, you dare are. say I didn't invite you. You were. Aditi. Uh, Of all
7: the RSVP Uh, knows... The invitation had to come from the person who was actually hosting, not somebody else. Listen,
3: Mike, when the person that was hosting learns to tie his shoes, he'll then learn how to send out (laughs) Evites. In the meantime, of all the RSVP knows that I got, yours was the only one I shed tears over.
1: (laughs) To be honest, Aditi did reject this very nicely. Can I read the text, Aditi? You never told me this. Oh my God! Aw, that's so right, very kind ahead. of him, and for you to pass this on, I doubt we'll drive there that weekend. But thank you. You never know with two exclamation points. <laughs> that's yeah. like getting
5: two exclamation points. points. That's like that's like going. You ask a girl on a date. Aw, that
3: was nice.
0: Yeah, I that's was... so sweet. We got, got... zone so hard there, Jay. <laughs> yeah. I know friend we did. We did
3: big time. Aw, <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Wait till I tell my friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna think
0: that is so <laughs> adorable.
4: Anyway, back to <laughs> the, the point to I was trying to make. Yeah, real shut up, Jeff. Uh,
0: G asked me during the game, like, could Deshaun run this playbook? Watching Kansas City, I'm like, yeah, why not? With a full offseason, with a yeah. full set of OTAs, with Kevin and Deshaun working Packs. together, why couldn't they run that playbook?
7: Okay, but this goes back, Jason. Remember the story with Nick Sirianni. He came in as a head coach and wanted to call the plays. He thought that it gave him some level of authority. He thought it gave him some level of credibility. A few weeks in, he realized, I need to coach the entire team. I need to be available to every single position group whenever is necessary. His ego did not get in the way. He gave up the play calling duties, which he loved doing. He personally loved doing, but he thought the best thing for the club was to give Shane Steichen the play calling duties. And look at where we are today Yeah, man, of of Ross, fact, And the head, is, the head coach that calls
4: the head coach that calls his plays, Andy Reid won. Yeah, one. Who is that, a
7: genius? Yes, but can we already establish that Andy Reid is one of the top what two Offensive minds in the, and the history of the game. two Super
3: Bowl coaches oh. from last year both called their plays. Yeah, but hold on. Andy Reid doesn't call the plays. He does, he yes, doesn't. he does. No, he, oh, does he doesn't. It. Darren asked him the question, and he said 52 They lie to the
4: media. Oh, don't, don't you
7: see him on the sideline? No no, 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 no. But Listen. even Andy Reid is saying. Look, yeah. Eric enemy is getting all of the attention right now this week, at, rightly so, for pointing out the right. way the Chiefs could uh, – uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. The way the Chiefs could exploit – what the Eagles were doing defensively, seizing on something that Doug mm. Peterson and the Jaguars did in a game that, by the way, I was on the sideline for. And even Andy Reid is saying now that perhaps the best thing for Eric Bieniemy to do is go off to another job where he very actively, like in Washington, call is calling the plays and right. no one is questioning he's not that, not that he's Andy calling shadow. the plays the way that you are Questioning whether he's calling the plays or not. Right.
3: I mean, Andy came out and said, and "I don't know why he would lie I think about that." We
7: give Andy a lot of credit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it, it was just why would Andy lie about who's calling
4: the plays?
3: He was asked point blank. Well, then why every time we talk about the Chiefs, you guys say Andy
7: Reid's the best offensive coach
4: if he's not calling the plays? Because he's done it for a long
5: time. Because he's
7: designing things. Because there's two parts to it. There's two parts to it. You are looking at what's out there. You're designing things. You're creating things. You're suggesting things, which everyone said this week. Eric Bieniemy does too. But then there's also in the moment. Okay, what's the best thing to dial up here? There's two parts. To being the coordinator, the yes. play caller, the mastermind, what are, the architect. Why do have, so many teams have a pass game coordinator, a run game coordinator, an offensive coordinator? It's There's a piece of deciding what to do, but then there's also in the moment deciding this is what we're going to write in this moment.
5: She's right. preaching. Right there. And, and that
0: that's what read And that's, I just She's disagree. Preaching. I think there's a hundred different ways to do it, and there's no one right way. Kyle Shanahan has nothing to do with the 49ers defensively. Nothing. So the there's two just, teams in the Super Bowl last year. But he recognizes talent.
7: Play. Sure. He recognizes talent on that side of the ball, don't you think?
0: Does he recognize, but he, he has nothing to do with the game day operations defensively. Kyle's f- totally focused on the offense side of the ball. He's not the only one. There's a bunch of them like that. I just think there's a bunch of different ways to to, to get there. I don't think there's just one road you have to take, and it has to be of course, the head coach I agree can't call you, the play. But also, yeah,
7: that's... Sure, but Jason, shouldn't we also say that no, you may write, Jason, you may write better on deadline. You might may write a better game story than I can ever hope to write. I may write a much better lengthy enterprise story. Who knows? Right. Like everybody has different skills just because Kyle Shanahan can do it on game day. Kyle Shanahan is the offensive architect who comes up with crazy creative things that nobody else does. doesn't mean that person X or person Y or person Z is the same exact thing. I'm just saying if you're questioning the offensive creativity three years in, then maybe there needs to be an injection of something different. Maybe there doesn't. Maybe I, it was just there was no one to execute that offensive creativity.
0: I think if, if the Browns fall on the odd side kick against the Jets, if David Njoku catches a touchdown in the end zone that hits him right in the freaking hands against the Saints, we're having a completely
4: different conversation Although about fairness, where the Browns you are. You can say that about t- 20 other teams. Absolutely. Probably. You can. And the yeah. margin is
0: always this. But I'm yeah. just saying, I, a lot of times it's just all doom and gloom and Kevin should give her the play calling and the Browns suck and they're not that close. And I agree with, like, we talked about 19th. That's probably about where they should be. But I just think that they are right there in about three or four different games and we're having a completely different conversation where everyone is so excited and saying, oh my God, look at the creativity and look at how close they are.
3: They give it one more year and you see. Yeah, he lost a lot of his
5: cachet when he let Joe Woods hang around. He hung around and it was costing them games. Mm. And you just sat here and you said week after week after week, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna change anything?
0: I agree Joe Woods should have been fired. But who's the defensive coordinator if you fire him after week four? I don't know. Who's and the crazy DC? thing is, the but defense you have to did get
5: better. You, you have again. to have an answer. You, you have to know. You, you, if you go, if I say it ain't gonna be no worse than what Joe Woods is now, I would have a hard time putting the guy in charge who said they couldn't guard.
4: They couldn't guard uh, the
5: Jeff Bengals, Howard. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, he Trent just Irwin. took a job. He, no, he just left. Jeff Howard. Howard. He
4: took a job. he, he, he just got and a job. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. Yeah. All right, but let's let's spit it forward, DD What do you, when you look at the Browns? We've we've talked about this a lot. Obviously, they need to upgrade at both wide receiver and defensive tackle. Those are their two biggest areas of need. They're going, I assume, going to address both of those areas this offseason. But if you had to decide which one is more important to this team, which do you think it is?
7: Defensive tackle. Okay.
5: You have to stop the
7: run. In this division, you you have to stop the run, period. I mean, think about everything. Even offensively, if you want the ball, you have to make sure that you're stopping the other team to get the ball. I mean, it's just in this division, you have to stop the run, period. And it just sets off everything. If you get a game changer there, if you get someone that can – help generate turnovers can help free up the other it's just i don't need to say anything more that's it, it period it,
0: adini my point defensive. has been i don't need elite at defensive tackle just give me league average bring larry oak and Joby back that's all like do they really need elite defensive tackle with miles garrett there or can league average get by with with then to be able to address another edge rusher give me another receiver to I mean, just yeah, give me league average up the middle
7: Sure, but if you get elite, then suddenly that becomes one of the best units in the NFL. Suddenly that becomes a unit that really does indeed affect the game. The I mean, is, then it becomes – Okay, our just, defense just drives things.
4: Give us something better than the yeah. worst that's the, that we've ever seen. Yes, right. uh, the problem is yeah. – Indeed, you're right. I would like to see them have it – You know th- – you can't get two like the idea of having two elite defensive tackles not realistic. I don't know how you find elite defensive tackles. It's hard. It's the draft. Sometimes they develop, right? Sometimes they develop. The problem for the Browns has been that their ability under this regime to either they have failed at either or both to recognize talent in the, uh, certainly in the front seven on defense and to develop that talent. They've either they've either gotten one or both of those things wrong because they have zero talent besides Miles Garrett in the front seven, zero. Everybody else in the front seven stakes. Don't
7: you feel like Winfrey is just young and raw and Winfrey does indeed have potential? And that with some development. The one thing I I would say is that defensive tackles sometimes do take a period of time. You think about, we were watching the Eagles on Sunday and Javon Hargrave, Mm -hmm. I knew as a rookie in Pittsburgh, he was drafted by the Steelers and he was a good player in Pittsburgh. He wasn't the player that he is in Philadelphia. Is part of that development? Yes. Is part of that opportunity? Yes. But part of that is also time. Whereas a wide receiver can come in and step in and have a significant impact in year one, often defensive tackles take a little bit more time. So there's That's something fair. to be said for that. That is but definitely I do think And we've
3: that got a
0: lot of young carry on. It's a maturity <laughs> issue. It's year. he's got to grow up.
7: Yes, and when we look at the Eagles this year. There was significant conversation. There were still questions about Jalen Hurts, so much so that even after this game, Patrick Mahomes said the questions about Hurts should stop now. But it was that defense and that run game that were driving the Eagles for much of the year. Look at the number of sacks they had. Look at the proportion of run to pass, the way that the Eagles were playing. They were playing old school football to get to the point of where they were. So that's where I would argue a defensive tackle is worth it. You don't just want adequate. You want someone who helps set Miles Garrett up to be the single best defensive player in the league. That happens when you've got an elite guy next to you, too.
4: Yeah, in- interestingly, uh, the four teams that have made the Super Bowl over the last two years all had a top-10 defensive tackle. And I'm Mr. Offense yep. Wins, and I believe offense wins now. But you look at it. Yeah, Last year, you had Aaron Donald and DJ Reader.
7: Who won the game. Who Aaron won the Donald game. Did win the game right? Aaron Donald won that made game the for the last he did.
4: Year. Mm-hmm. And then this year, you had uh, Chris Jones and uh, – well, they got two. The Eagles got multiple – Defensive tackles that are that are really good players. Can, so uh, that uh, is important. I could uh, say there was a they have all those teams got receivers too. Well, no, no, no. I'm am I'm not saying they won necessarily because of that. I'm just saying it's interesting that all four have a have a your a, point. Have being a top it, it's it's difficult to be at the top
3: of the NFL heap
4: if you don't
3: have someone. Really I don't good even know if that's, that's my point. I'm just I, I'm not. I don't. It's know an if observation. That's, it's an yeah. observation, yeah. and really. it is only two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's I my mean, point. If you if you played that exercise and you went back you'd probably find that over the last 10 years in the 20 teams that played 16 of them probably had that really I none above of those, average defensive tackle. I know none of those four Look, teams had an to,
7: elite running back. The I'll the tell
4: you that none no, of them had the an elite Chiefs
7: running back. Rebuild, the Chiefs had to rebuild their offensive line because of what the Bucs defensive right. front did to the Chiefs. So I, we could keep going back if we called it all up and I bet, Adam, it goes far further than that. Yeah, yeah.
4: By the way, Aliti, one thing. I do think it's not unfair to say Jalen Hurts has got to prove it one more year. I, you, you One year is not a – he wasn't – last year, he wasn't that good. He was okay. He's got to be – to me, you're not elite until you've done it at least two years. Uh, he's got to prove it a second year. I. He, he, to me, he's not – first of all, Patrick Mahomes is in a class by himself. And then, then you have Burrow and a couple of other guys, Allen, but you've got to play at that level for at least two years before you get in that group. To me, I didn't even, as much as I love Burrow, I didn't put him in there until after this year because he played at an elite level two years in a row. I think you got he,
7: he's is obviously part of it. Consistency is a huge, yeah. Huge... Jalen's life is a good. It had five different college two years in the row that's the first time he's had the same coordinator in consecutive years since he was in high school with his dad now he will once again have a different coordinator and of course his life is easy he's got two number one wide receivers he's got an elite veteran offensive line he's got a great run game booby Miles sanders was running phenomenally this year so yeah the pieces are in place and i happen to really like dallas goddard i think that dallas goddard is a tight end i am willing same category as, not Travis Kelsey, I'm on the mark.
3: It's too hard yeah. to decipher what exactly I might have she's lost saying. you guys. Yeah, yeah, your, your D, yeah we lost up. you
4: a little bit on that last question.
7: You're freezing oh. up.
4: Yeah,
3: but yeah, we want to thank you for blowing us off for our Super Bowl party. <laughs> look at that look at face. <laughs> We just froze you in a very funny <laughs> face. Uh, we still love you. Thanks, Aditi. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See, the was class
1: pretty. act is all. I do awesome. like how she let us down so politely, though. That
3: was that was yeah. a definite friend zone blow off. I so, need
5: I need I need to I need to get that together right there. Yeah, I need I need to keep that. Like that's that was a really nice way to blow people off. I didn't even feel bad. I was like, oh, yeah.
3: Somehow you feel bad when yeah, she be, says
1: no, she can't. Like drop. you feel she, bad she for burdening her. Bad.
3: We got the text from Bull. Like you had just arrived, I think.
1: I just got that, and right. I hadn't
3: seen the text. And then yeah. I, I finally looked at it, and Bull, Bull just texted and said, "Man, I can't make it." It was like. I think when the time. It's yeah. 504. Yeah, the party's supposed to start at 5. I know. And and, and he said, Man, I can't make it, my son. But th- a sick kid is the best excuse. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what's I, best for your I, kid. just,
4: he felt bad. He was like feeling sad, and I didn't want yeah, well, to about him. Yeah, well, I think age was a little b- bummed that he couldn't
3: yeah, come.
1: Yeah, he was. My, age, yeah, my son age looks older uh, than me. We have to talk about this. Yeah, he's <laughs> talking about
3: He looks older. He sounds older. <laughs> yes. When he, when he speaks like... Dad, hey, <laughs> can though? you drop me off at the 8th grade dance? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, do a double
1: take. He's, he's in 6th like, grade.
0: He's not grade.
1: Even in 8th grade, is he? He's in 6th grade. grade. The guy's yeah. got yeah. a voice deeper
0: than McNuggets. Yeah. Hey,
5: it was man? What y'all doing? He's
1: huge. Jason, I, I mean, listen, I love you, man, but... <laughs> <laughs> <Something's up. laughs> Are you saying his wife slept with the mailman? Wow, that's the most polite way I've ever a, heard if, someone if accuse someone of not being is your son mailman son <laughs> of their father's son. If the son's father. I told them at the party, like, this is not the first time I've brought this up to Jason. But Something's up. AJ So, it could have been a nicer kid, by the way. A, he's, oh, he's wearing, great. A, wearing a Mahomes jersey, which, baller move. B, he challenged me to pop a shot. Yeah. And then tried blocking my shot, and, like, <laughs> I don't care if you're 12, 2, or Shaq.
3: He tried blocking your hey, shot on Papa well, Shot? Well, it's because I
1: beat him, and then, and yeah, I have no problem beating a 12-year-old. Pause. Wait, that came out wrong. I, mean,
4: I have no problem. <laughs> Mikey McNuggets, quote, I have no problem beating <laughs> a 12-year-old. Don't don't quote me on that. It's a good thing we don't have an FCC
3: license. Yeah. Oh. No,
1: but he was like, because Jason told him I played college basketball. He's like, oh, let's play Papa Shot then, while director Steve which tomorrow. We're going to unveil... The second worst golf shot in UCSS history. <laughs> oh, you have, wait, do you have it on video? Oh, I got it on video. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Director Steve shooting oh. a golf ball.
5: It was all off so he the was playing
3: So he was playing the Waste Management Open in Phoenix because he said, I'd really, really like to try this. So I said, yeah. okay. And I didn't say anything about, you know, be careful. This is my handicap you're playing with, and it will be adjusted by what you do. <laughs>
1: you very much lost your handicap.
3: <laughs> he was 55 over par. <laughs> Um, well, the collectively, there was a bunch of people that played holes. I think they were on the 11th hole. Well, let's start. Yeah, start. We were 55 Steve, Steve started. Pong.
1: He went eight over on the first hole. No, 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 no. nine over on the nine first hole. Nine over on the first hole. Oh my no, god! No, it
6: was it was seven. seven. Oh, it started with eight. I was right. Yeah, yeah you were it right. right. Eight, I started with eight. seven, but then nine. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: And so, I par. I parred your only Molly Hall. I parred for you. So. Yeah. So he was 24 over par after three holes. <laughs> but so my handicap is shot. <laughs> and I can't delete
5: it. It won't let you. <laughs> I would have logged. I would have logged out my username in a heartbeat. <laughs> I thought about
3: logging <laughs> oh, out. Oh hell no. Nah. After I saw posted eight over, I no, thought, you know what? Let me. Hold on, let- Corey's got a
1: a, a, a profile yeah, on there too. Me- I-, I was gonna put it under Corey's profile.
3: <laughs> <laughs> come over like. Well, how would I get to be a plus seven?
1: (laughs) Be mad as hell. (laughs) We do got to do PCC real quick and let you guys know what the people out there thought about my uh, apartment issue. But -hmm. first, if you need a job, PCC Airfoils wants you. They are the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio of airfoils, which we all know is a very important part of an airplane. What they do, we're not sure, but we know they're important. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, Minerva, hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and signing bonuses – you can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Uh, Bull, you suggested waking up at 6 a.m. and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That is also what the Quag suggested. Just wake up at 6 a.m., do the same thing right back to That's them. That's a boss move. Dog 6 says sleep with some Bose earbuds. No. Why should you have to do that? Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Evan419 says blast music loud half an hour before they wake up. That's what I said. And then Becky says, McNuggets, I think you should offer to pound on your neighbor's wall when you get up at 7 a.m. They're obviously hearing you do that and not their alarm. So they're clearly getting up closer to 7 anyway. Your pound is just their alarm. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, maybe. That
3: and is a woman. That, Becky? Becky. Is that not like the, the diplomatic solution?
5: Yeah. yeah. I used to have this. I, I used to live up. Well, I still live upstairs at this apartment, right? And so one day I came out, bro, and it was just like some um, random homeless dude sleeping in the hallway. Oh my god! Just in the hallway, bro. Yeah. Just in blanket, with... pillow, or just no, on just, the carpet. just just it was like it's wooden stairs. It's only like three apartments. He was oh, like gracious. inside. See, but I'm a nice person. It was like negative, I don't know, thirty or something. I just let him chill. I let. not I didn't feed him or nothing. Like you can, I'm, we're not gonna have. This is mm-hmm. not gonna be a YMCA, bro. But shouldn't was... be any homeless people in a country that's so, billionaires. So he was just in there, and I'm like, it did, so my wife was like, what will you do? I was like, well, I'm going to leave him there. I mean, if he goes outside, he might die or something. And that's all yeah. my conscience. So he just came in
3: to get get out of it. Get out
4: the cold. the cold. Right. I'm so, not making a joke, but uh, you would think, like, I mean, I guess it's hard, but, it, you know, because you're from somewhere. But if you were homeless, you'd move somewhere warm, maybe. Yeah, well, I would. I've, I've always uh, said that. When we lived in Tampa, I was yeah. always surprised at the lack of homeless people. Right. Um, by the way, the most aggressive most- homeless people I've ever seen is in Seattle, and it's usually, like, 20-year-olds that, like, probably could be home. So I saw a documentary about
3: yeah. that. But they just choose to live on the street. Yeah. I saw a
5: documentary just last week about the homeless problem in Seattle. Oh, like, it's, unbelievable. it's It's on un- the drugs, and, and it's just, like, there's people that go there, and there's
3: whole communities now of just homeless wow. people, and they're young, too. They're not yeah, like, most of them are young right most of them they figure too because I saw it as well they figure about homelessness a lot of it has to do with mental illness yeah absolutely not in Seattle that's the weird thing they're so young they skew way younger yeah they're looking at the homeless community in Seattle as a bubble to avoid illegal act to avoid being charged for illegal activity they're shooting up drugs in on the streets on the sidewalks. I was in san francisco a couple years ago san francisco has always been my favorite city in the united states beautiful natural beauty i love the people i love the culture i love everything about san francisco the last time my wife and i were there we were aghast overrun
0: with it's
3: it's out of control you can't do it justice unless you go see it urine and feces all over the sidewalks and they used to be in one small area now it is spread like wildfire and shooting drugs right out in the
4: open at, well and also in a lot of parts there's a lot of veterans that are homeless sure there's because some of, of that all that they've been through there's we some as of that a country have failed our veterans yeah. we have completely failed our politicians talk and talk they don't really help our veterans uh it's, it's a freaking it's, disgrace it's, it's terrible and no, nobody should have to live on the street no and nobody throwing money at the problem
3: isn't the solution because nobody yeah. spends more on it than california nobody has a problem like well, in california. Got a large yeah. population they do but in yeah. san diego uh, right there on the five, they're literally, their tent city is on the grass between fence and highway. And there's tents for miles. Hmm. And w- my son, when he was at Chula Vista, had told us before, he, before we had been there to visit him, he's like, man, when, when I take you guys into San Diego, you're going to see. And we saw it when we left the airport going down there. I said, that must be what Corey's talking about. It, it goes down for miles. And it's, it's, I don't know what the answer is. We had, no one's been able to figure it out. Disgusting. But it, is, it seems to be the social dilemma of this
0: generation. And as housing prices and rental prices increase, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I do have one more thing we have to address here, fellas. Bull started us off telling us that it was essentially a lock over 156 in the Miami-Ohio-Toledo game tonight. Yeah. Bull, over 350 people voted. Only 34 percent would take the over in that game. 65 a bunch going of with dopes. the under. What they now? Wow, I can't wait until tomorrow.
3: So far, you' well, where, of where one does Miami rank in, defensively in the MAC? I would guess that they're
1: near you know the what? Top. We need Nick Camino in here to talk about MAC basketball because I think yeah, he's Nick, the only one that follows it Nick religiously. Does. He does. He,
3: does. He, he knows all about it.
5: Yeah,
1: I don't I, don't
3: it. Turn, I don't. I not I don't. I find out
5: who's good in the MAC by the time they go to the queue. Yeah, or, turn, or the, the Rock Field House. The Rock.
1: Yeah, the Rock. yeah, Yeah. Can we tease tomorrow's show real quick? Cause it's a big one. Let's like, go. Can we straighten out all these times yet? Uh, no, mm. but we have three confirmed guests tomorrow. We have Dame Brugler of the Athletic, NFL draft expert. Mm. He's normal sized. Yeah. Then we're supersizing to Joe Thomas, the Hall of Famer. Are he pulling up? Dang. We'll pull up, and then we're going even bigger than Joe Thomas, Phil Taylor. Not bigger career-wise, just bigger yeah, size-wise. <laughs> just physically bigger. Yeah. Physically bigger. Because he was the biggest dude maybe that ever played for He's the Browns. He's going to make
3: G. Bush look like a child. He's the biggest guy we, that ever played for the Browns? We got to get both One of
5: us of. Like standing up. We uh, What's the name? Uh, the old boy from um, Washington. What's his name? Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton's pretty big. He's wide, but big. he's not as tall. He's, he's. Phil wide. Taylor's like six five, six. Big six. baby was big, from the line. Sean Rogers is is Sean ginormous. Sean Rogers was huge.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah. Sean Rogers like six six three seven. He's fast, and he can dunk. But Phil Taylor's pretty big. We don't see who's the biggest. I'm the biggest sports talk radio host in the game right now. Larger than in
4: everybody. The country. I might be. Non. Kendrick Perkins is big. Yeah, Kendrick Perkins is definitely Shaq? bigger. Uh, Shaq is bigger than you. There's also well, the do he doesn't host a daily Spears. sports talk show. The, Mar- Marcus, Spe- Mar- Marcus Spears Spears is big. We, we should get him big. on. He's good.
1: We've tried to get in Spears. Yeah. We've got to go through ESPN. Uh, See, the ESPN thing, yesterday
3: sucks. Steve asked me for a name at ESPN in their booking. Um, I gave him Bill Hoffheimer, who's a great guy. But and Bill would do it, but the policy is but can't you go around you those guys? It. Stephen A for Friday. Is that locked? Uh, 99.9. 9. Shut up. Yes. He's coming Shut on Friday. Stephen A. Shut and up. Also, Jim Trotter, does he work
1: Thursday? Yeah, because the, the, I, the will move around for Jim. Okay. Um, Anytime Thursday, I'll move the quell around. Uh, the
3: reason I, you know, in, in thinking about Jim, when he asked the question 40 seconds, at the, by the way, 40 uh, seconds. news conference, I, I said, mental note, I have to reach out to him to get him on the yeah. show. He is the guy. He is carrying the flag for that movement. Yeah. And um, I think he's got a lot of really smart points. I've had really in-depth off-air conversations with him about it. He's as well-educated on that, on the Rooney rule and how teams skirt it and everything else. So I'm interested to talk to him on Thursday. Anytime Over Thursday,
1: DeQuels are our only guest booked. Tomorrow okay. we had three guests that are tough to move around. All right. But Thursday, if we get Trotter on, that'd be awesome. Stephen A. Right. on Friday with Jensen Lewis. got a big week coming up. Mama, we done made it.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, Jensen Lewis. She couldn't be